Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. As we continue in our series of A New Year in Jesus, there is nothing that will help us to be more effective in our walk with Jesus and to know Him better than an increasingly pure heart. In Psalm 51, David declared, quote, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, quote, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's open our Bible now that we might learn to have an increasingly pure heart in this new year in Jesus. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. Happy New Year. It's a uh, it's a new year in Jesus, as we've been talking about in this series. And uh, hopefully you've been... Uh, you know, really pressing into Jesus, and this uh, this first week or so, or twenty twenty four, has been. Uh, I hope it's been enlightening and uh, and productive, and a week of intentionality for you. We really do want to to make twenty twenty four the greatest year of our lives, right? In living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus, and forgiving for Jesus, and so. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, we are continuing in the series. I think, I think, and I, you know, I'm not sure, but I think um, after this, we'll have one more teaching and that will wrap up the series. I could be wrong, but I, that's the plan as of now. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness, your provision, your favor, your grace. We thank you for this new year in Jesus, Father. Father, we continue to pray and ask that 2024 would truly be the greatest year of our lives, Lord, in growing to know you, Jesus, and growing to love you, and growing to know your love for us, and in us growing to obey you, growing to be pleasing to you, in every aspect of our lives. Father, we worship you, we thank you, and we praise you today. We thank you again for our Bible. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. We ask that you give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts to understand. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, so today we're gonna talk about 2024 being a year of increasing purity in our heart. The scripture has so much to say about, about having an increasingly pure heart. And so we're going to look at some scriptures and, and you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. It's an exciting topic to me. We were discussing it in Bible study this morning. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that the more that we, that our heart is sanctified, the more we have an increasingly pure heart, the more we're going to see and experience the work of Jesus in our lives in a more tangible and material way. What am I saying? I'm not saying we're going to see him physically or hear him with our physical ears, but we will perceive him moving in our lives more and more and more and more. And so, you know, we had discussed the scripture last time, right? Um, where, what was it? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. 
Do you not perceive it? So in 2024, again, the Lord is, is not wanting us to dwell on the past. He's wanting us to, to, to see what he has for us, right? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And the reason I don't perceive it oftentimes, again, is because my, my focus is elsewhere. My heart is elsewhere. So, all right. So let's start with, we're going to start with a, with a heavy scripture, Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10. Okay. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Again, so we're talking about our heart and in 2024, having a heart for Jesus, right? A more pure heart for Jesus, a heart that's more focused on Jesus. So Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. Wow, right? So it's, that's, a, that's a forceful scripture, right, from the word of God. Um, Jeremiah, again, speaking on behalf of God the Father here, says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. So the first thing to understand when we're, when we are, you know, desiring this year to have greater purity of heart is that, 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 that we have issues with our heart, right? That, that our heart is not naturally turned to Jesus. And even those of us who are Christians, those of us who have genuinely received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, those of us who are currently actively trusting in Jesus alone, literally clinging to Jesus alone for the forgiveness of our sins, the salvation of our soul, deliverance from eternal hell, and to bring us to heaven when we die. Those who are true Christians, even then, right? We are, you know, we're not automatically changed. We, we do get a new nature, right? Um, we do get eternal life. Um, we do get spiritual life, but still the, the core of our being, the, the center of our being, our heart, our spirit out of which everything flows is, is in a process called sanctification, right? Where we're cooperating with the Holy Spirit to grow, to be more and more like Jesus and less and less like our old sinful person in the sinful world we live in, right? But it's it's a heavy scripture, right? Let it sink in. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? We can all hopefully recognize that we, we can see desires in our heart. We can see a sinful bitterness in our heart. We can see a, a greediness in our heart. We can see a, an adroit selfishness right? In our heart at times, again, even as believers, right? I look at my life and still I am a man, I've said before, uh, of tremendous preference, right? I like what, what I prefer, right? And, and, and really the focus of my life is consistently, you know, having to be, you know, um, where I'm not as, you know, where I'm not as absorbed into myself. And this is work and, and looking to be more selfless, and it's, uh, 
you know, it's it, it is an effort, right? It, it takes consistent cooperation, and it oftentimes seems that the growth is is imperceptible to me, right? So the first thing to understand is that 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 our heart, the core of our being, even as Christians, we don't just wake up with our heart just immediately focused on Jesus and all day all we want to do is is live for Jesus and love for Jesus and give for Jesus and forgive for Jesus. So we have to acknowledge that there are desires in our heart, there are impurities in our heart that need to be purified. And man, this is what we want. We desperately need this. And again, there there are few things, really no things that will help us to truly grow, to walk with Jesus more effectively, right? More intimately, more relationally, right? Um, than, than really understanding the condition of our heart as Christians, right? As sons of our heavenly father and looking for our heart to be increasingly purified, increasingly sanctified, increasingly more and more like Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wow. All right. Hmm. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. The first thing to understand is that Jesus is consistently searching our heart. He knows what our desires are. I, the Lord, Jesus, search the heart and examine the mind. So our thoughts are consistently, always, right? Jesus doesn't live in time. He always knows what's in our heart and in our mind, okay? Um, and that's a sobering thought in itself, right? Um, and so we want to, you know, uh, from, the, from our center, from the core of our being, our spirit, or what the Bible calls our heart, and then from our mind, we want it, we want it from out of that, everything else will flow, right? Um, so we want to have a heart and a mind, again, that are increasingly turned away from the desires in our heart and the dispositions that we have that are not of Christ, that are not like Christ, that are sinful and worldly, and turned to Jesus, right? All right. Let's look at Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5. Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his Savior. Wow. So this is, I mean, so hear it again, right? Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5. Look at verse 3. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? What does that mean? Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can go higher in Jesus? Who can walk in a more deep and intimate and walk in a higher place with Jesus? Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Do you want to ascend the hill of the Lord Jesus? Do you want to walk in a higher, in a more fulfilling uh, a, a walk with Jesus that has more revelation, more insight, more understanding, where this whole God thing is more, more real and tangible. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? There is a place, okay, 
where where only certain men and women can stand with the Lord. Okay, not every Christian is there just by the fact that you're a Christian. As a Christian, you're saved. Your sins are forgiven. Okay, God the Father is your heavenly Father. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and Master and King. God the Holy Spirit is your guide, your counselor, and your comforter. And you have relationship with Jesus. But to the extent that you pursue that, okay, will you will you will you stand in greater intimacy and revelation with Jesus? So when he says, "Who may stand in His holy place?" He has a place reserved. Okay, for those who are really applying themselves and walking intentionally and obediently with him. Okay, so again, we're not saved by anything we do. And when we get saved, we have access to all these things, but it's going to be like any other relationship to the extent that we apply ourselves and work hard to have a deeper and more intimate relationship. We will. And if we don't, we won't. And that's something that's so important to understand, okay? Relationship doesn't just handle itself. All relationships in any manner in this life or with your heavenly Father, Jesus Christ our Lord and the Holy Spirit. Remember, one God, three separate individual persons, and we have relationship with all of them in Jesus to the extent that we, we really apply ourselves to the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father, to with Jesus Christ our Lord and with the Holy Spirit, will we experience a more deep and intimate and exciting and profound and, and revelatory relationship with them? Uh, a, a relationship that brings us revelation and understanding and insight. Mm, wow. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his Savior. So again, the more pure our heart is, and what does that mean? Again, none of us are going to be sinless, right? But again, when you look inside your heart, again, and when we can see unforgiveness, where we see you know times of bitterness, where we're still you know, focusing on some hurts of the past or angers from the past or we've been betrayed or hurt or lied to or whatever it's been, right? Um, just the impurities of our hearts where we, you know, where where we have an inordinate desire for, for more and more money, right? Um, where we just, you know, where we want to, to fulfill and all we focus on is just is having a better here and now, right? We're always looking to to just indulge our lives um, with greater pleasure, where we're we're completely, you know, myopic, where we're focused just completely on me and my life and my wife and my kids and my family and my finances and my money and, you know, my exercise and my fun and my ministry and, you know, my problems, right? And all of these are impurities in our heart, right? If you want to, if you want to ascend the hill of the Lord, go higher in Jesus, right? Get to that special place of, of, of standing with him where, where few people get to stand. He who has clean hands and a, and a pure heart where, where, where we have integrity, right? Where we're not looking to, to up ourselves on the back of others where we're, you know, 
where we don't live our lives like it's a dog eat dog world and I can only look out for myself and mine, right? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol. Golly. We were talking about it in Bible study, but, you know, as Christians, almost all of us, if not all of us, still have, you know, little idols in our lives, right? We're not, hopefully we're not bowing down to a statue of Buddha or something, only Jesus, right? Do we, do we, you know, do we worship God, the father, God, the son, Jesus, and God, the Holy spirit, you know, you don't worship people, right? You don't worship angels or demons, right? Um, alive or dead, you know, people, um, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol. Okay. So we lift up our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions only to Jesus, but we can all have little idols. Our hobbies can be an idol. Our obsession with having more money can be an idol. Um, you know, we can make, um, you know, our marriage an idol, right? We can make our children an idol where it's, it's anything that has too big a place in our heart. Only Jesus is supposed to have that place in your heart, right? Of, of full and total devotion. Now, of course, we should be loving to our wives and children. But again, all of these relationships, okay, and, and all these hobbies and things ought not have such root in our lives that, you know, that we quote, you know, cannot live effectively without it, okay? He who does not lift up his soul to an idol. So again, um, just where we're, of course, we're walking and living our lives and, you know, um, and loving our, our, our spouses, our husbands, our wives, loving our children, right? Our grandchildren, uh, being loving to others. But again, not where it, it becomes, uh, you know, an obsession and an idol in our lives, which just overwhelms our thoughts and our minds. And, and all of us can recognize that and see, and see where, yeah, you know, we, we want to love them, but, but our only obsession ought to be Jesus. Mm. He who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Again, that we're, we're truthful, right? Um, I see in my own life just times where, you know, I'll exaggerate to make a point. Well, why do we do that, right? Um, you know, why do we use hyperbole, right? It's again, these, you know, we, we think of them as little things. And again, it's just, it's good for us to, 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 to just, just be increasingly truthful in all that we say and do, right? And look at verse five. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his Savior. We want those things, right? We want blessing from the Lord and vindication from Jesus, our Savior. Wow, okay. Uh, let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7. 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart. Wow. Okay. So Samuel is sent to, to anoint a king. Okay. Um, you know, Saul is going to be replaced because his heart was not pure before Jesus, was not pure before the Lord, right? Um, and, and automatically Samuel goes and he looks at, at Eliab, right? One of Jesse's sons, and he sees how tall he is and how handsome he is and how big he is. And, and right away, 
Um, Samuel says, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. He looks at his outward appearance and immediately assumes this is the one that the Lord has called to be king over Israel. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay, so again, this ought to be encouraging for all of us, right? Um, you know, our anointing has nothing to do, okay, with our height, whether we're tall, we're short, right? Whether we're skinny, whether we're fat, whether we're in perfect, you know, physical condition, um, whether we're, we're, we're pretty, whether we're handsome, um, or whether we think we're unappealing, okay? Now, obviously, we ought to, you know, we ought to work to, to be presentable. We ought to, you know, we don't want to go crazy and be vain and just consistently be thinking about our outward appearance. We ought to try to eat healthy, right, and take care of our bodies and do all those things. But man looks at the outward appearance. Human beings are concerned with all that. But the Lord looks at the heart. That ought to be something that's that's very encouraging to us, okay? Jesus is, is looking at our heart. So again, in the fear of the Lord, we might say, wow, you know, because there's just there's still some things in my heart that I know are not of the Lord. Um, but, you know, the Lord is concerned with our heart, right? Um, and obviously, you know, uh, ultimately, Samuel would anoint David. And it said of King David that he was a man after God's own heart. And that's how we want to be, right? We want to we want to be men and women who are running after the heart of our Savior, the heart of our King, the heart of Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at Psalm 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, 10. Here's David speaking, and uh, you know, this is after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and he had Uriah killed and it was a terrible time in his life. And, and all of us have made mistakes. All of us have sinned, right? All of us have failed, okay? Um, one of the great reasons we don't, we don't forgive as we, as we ought to is because we don't understand how badly we ourselves have failed and how badly we ourselves really do need to be forgiven, okay? Um, but look what David says here in Psalm 51.10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This ought to be a desire in 2024 of every one of us, right? I'm so excited when I read this, okay? Here's a prayer for you to pray literally every day, okay? Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So obviously David here is acknowledging the impurities in his heart, right? So when he says, create in me a pure heart, O God, he is recognizing in his heart the impurities that are there. And so again, as in this new year, we wanna, we wanna consistently examine our hearts it's important when we examine our hearts to remember when we see things that are wrong and impure and sinful, there is no condemnation, there is no shame, there's no guilt, but there ought to be a conviction, right? And with that conviction, there ought to be the 
just a joy of conviction, right? That, man, I'm excited. I'm not excited or happy that I see the impurity there. I'm not excited about the sinfulness of my heart, but I am excited that it's been revealed to me and that I'm convicted over it and I am going to cooperate with Jesus and my heavenly father. I'm going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in having that impurity purified and washed in the blood of Jesus and in the word of God, right? So create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Father, I do ask that that this year, this, this 2024, Father, that you would create in me, to create in one of us, Lord, that you would build in us, that you would create in us a pure heart. And Father, I pray that you would renew a steadfast spirit within us, a spirit, Lord, our heart that would run after Jesus, that really would want to live our lives, Father, more and more living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus, and forgiving for Jesus. Father, create in us a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within us, we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Again, why is this so exciting and important? Look at uh, Matthew 5, verse 8. Um, again, I believe this is my wife's favorite scripture. Okay. And, and again, I, as I uh, told one of the elders this morning that this really, this really, I believe is, is what the Lord is calling us to and going to be our focus in 2024, right? Matthew five, verse eight, Jesus speaking, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Wow. So again, what does this mean now? Okay, it's not talking about seeing him when we go to heaven. It's not talking about seeing God with our physical eyes or hearing him with our physical ears, right? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The more, the more purified we become in our heart, right? The more uh, that we cooperate with the Lord Jesus, the more we cooperate with our Father, the more we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, the more a pure heart will be created within us. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So the more purified our heart is, right? The more the impurities are removed and washed away, right? Washed in the water of the word of God. The more Jesus purifies our heart and transforms our heart as we walk with him and cooperate with him, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. What does that mean? It means the more purified our heart is, the more again we will see Jesus moving in our life, the more we'll perceive it, right? The more we'll realize what he's doing, the more real this whole thing will become, right? The more, you know, the more that our, our God will become real to us. Again, it's hard for us as human beings, okay, when, when something is not tangible to our five senses, okay? If we can't see it, hear it, smell it, taste it or touch it, we don't know it, right? And, that, and that's, that's, that's the shame of it all, right? Now, a materialist, right? A materialist only believes in physical reality, 
Okay. A materialist is an atheist. Okay. Doesn't believe there is any reality beyond the physical realm. Now we know that's untrue. We know that that's foolish, right? Um, you know, the psalmist said the fool says in his heart that there is no God, right? I think it's Psalm 46. Um, but again, even as Christians, even as believers, right? It can be hard for us, um, you know, when we don't see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, or touch it to realize it. But blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You will begin to perceive him more and more. You'll see your heavenly father. You'll perceive him moving. You'll experience him in your day-to-day -day life. You'll start to see the order and rhythm of heaven. I, I remember when a pastor said that statement, to be in the order and rhythm of heaven. It really blessed me. Um, you'll start to see your life move more and more in the, the order and rhythm of heaven, right? We pray, right, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, as the Catholics say, the Our Father, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The more we live this way, again, the more purified our heart is, the more we will experience relationship with Jesus, really experience relationship with Jesus, the more fulfilling our walk with Jesus will be, the more kind of tangible it'll be, the more, again, the more exciting it'll be, because again, you'll, you'll be experiencing his presence. You'll be experiencing his love, right? We know that, that God loves us, but to experience that love is different than knowing it intellectually, right? So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. Father, we do desire, again, we want 2024 to be a year where more than any other, you would create in us a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. Lord Jesus, we ask you to help us again, not to look at the outward appearance, but to know that your concern is in our heart, Lord. Father, we worship you and bless you, Lord. We want to ascend the hill of the Lord. We want to stand in your holy place more and more and more. So help us, Lord, to have clean hands and a pure heart. Lead us, Holy Spirit, to not lift up our soul to an idol or swear by what is false. For we want to receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his Savior. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you. We praise you today. We honor you again. We thank you for a new year, Lord. We look forward again, Father, and we're excited for this new year in Jesus. We commit ourselves into your hands, Father, now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, seal the message to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.